The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Welcome to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Voice America.com 888-346-9144 Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. Got a lot to talk about today. One ten ninety five, San Antonio takes care of Miami at home in the sweat dome. I guess you could call it. Last night, AC went out in the San Antonio arena. Can we can turn that music off? <laughs> so LeBron uh, cramps up. We can talk about that. Talk about. I mean, I, I just think it's unfair that that he's in that bright of a spotlight at all times. Uh, he was immediately compared to the flu game of Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird, etc., etc., etc. And I just don't think that's fair. We'll talk about that a little later. John Calipari inks a fifty-two point five million dollar deal to stay in Kentucky. Not really sure what the difference is between him going to the NBA. He probably would have got less money in the NBA. I know Kentucky's a big basketball market for ba- for uh, for college, but I don't know if that's necessarily fair, and um, especially because players don't get paid. I know he's a big profile name, but it's not necessarily fair, as I previously stated. And the story out of San Antonio today is the AC was fixed, and now it's not fixed. So it's still 90 degrees in the arena. And apparently they have a concert they're putting on tonight. So um, that'll be a trending story, and we'll stay to the pulse of it and try to figure out what what the end result will be if not them playing in the 90-degree weather and 90-degree heat again inside the gym. 110-95, San Antonio turns the ball over 22 times and still wins. The Heat were up by 7 with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were up by 2 with 7.5 left when LeBron went out with his cramping. And then San Antonio pretty much took, took over after that. Danny Green scores 11 really quick points to kind of put some cushion in between uh, Miami and San Antonio. Uh, Tim Duncan, 9 for 10 from the field. Uh, he joins only two others, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, I believe, to shoot 90% and have a double-double in a finals game or playoffs altogether. So he, he still does what he does, and everything that we were afraid of for Miami kind of came true last night. Because they have no answer for Tim Duncan down low. Demi, what did you take away from the game? I mean, pretty much Tim Duncan dominated the whole game. Uh, Spurs played good basketball. They didn't let the conditions get to them um, as of the Heat and LeBron. Uh, you could tell, like, they just won in a, in a regular environment. Um, they did create the turnovers, like, you know, like kind of how I predicted. Um, but when it came to that fourth quarter, you could tell they were drained. That's um, They were mentally weak to me. Um, as a team, as a whole, because when it came down to it, it's crunch time in the fourth quarter. You you know you got to ex- exclude all the conditions, anything. Only control what you can 
control the controllables. And you can't control the AC going out on you. Uh, it was the fourth quarter. It's time to like either win the game or not. Um, D Wade, LeBron, uh, Chris Bosh, Mario Chalmers kind of faded. As um, we thought he was going to. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. I would really wasn't expecting much from Chalmers, but um, really dis- disappointed in the D Wade fourth quarter performance along with Chris Bosh's. I mean, these are two quote unquote superstars of the NBA, of the Miami Heat, two out of the big three. Um, just didn't show up in the fourth quarter, which was pretty disappointing. But at the same time, San Antonio put it on a magical display of the fourth quarter. Yeah. What well, they shoot like fourteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. hit all three pointers. Uh they turned they turned up on the heat. They adjusted <laughs> they didn't care about the conditions. They played through it and then you got Mr. Timmy down there. Mr. Riverwalk just just dominated the game. Yeah. I mean it's and thirteen for twenty five from three. Miami made twelve, so that wasn't that much of a discrepancy. Obviously San Antonio made most of theirs in the fourth quarter and second half as a whole. Out rebounded San uh Miami by ten. Uh, that discrepancy is something that, again, we're going to have to keep an eye on because, again, Miami's not that great of a rebounding team, especially when LeBron doesn't flirt with a triple-double. They don't really have guys that can just rebound, that are rebounders. Chris Anderson is not somebody you can rely on. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Bosh had nine boards last night, but, I mean, a lot of his are from long long rebounds, and he, he's not banging down low with uh, Tim Duncan, Tiago Splitter, and Boris Dio. Boris Dio, ten boards, six dimes. Uh, that's really all you need from him. He used to be a facilitator, and he still has some of that in him, which is a whole other set of problems for Miami. Fast break points were about even, but when they're even for Miami, that is not a good thing. I mean, they had 19 fast break points to the 20 of San Antonio. That's something that they need to spread out. They need to get out on the run, and uh, they did a little bit last night, but obviously it was counteracted by San Antonio doing the same thing. If you win a game by 15 and you have 22 turnovers, you'll take it. They course, did, they, yeah. did, they did shoot 58% from the field. They did get to the line a lot more, which you'd expect from the home team. And I've said this throughout the playoffs, and this is with regards to Miami and their mindset right now. This is – you couldn't have beat them. I mean, yes, LeBron being off the court really hurt them, and it was in one of the, you know, the biggest games of the season so far. This is definitely uh, the biggest game thus far. They, I, shooting 58% from the field, getting all those fast break points, winning a game with all those turnovers, it doesn't happen every day. And I talked about Chris Paul when he went nuts on OKC the first game of that series. OKC should just relax and just see that that's not going to happen every game. So you just need to get to your wits, win game two, and move on. I just don't know if this is the same case with Miami because San Antonio is just so stacked and they have the worst showed, matchup. It yeah. definitely showed. Like, it definitely showed how deep San Antonio is they were subbing guys in and out in and out like crazy in the second half because of the conditions that they were in and obviously they were I mean they were they were ready they showed how deep they were and just them everyone playing their roles right and you could tell Miami's a whole I mean everyone I mean it's kind of already like out in the open I mean Miami's a whole different team without LeBron James Uh But I didn't think it would, they would be that bad. Because I, I remember I even said beforehand, like a few weeks ago, that I, I think Miami is a top, what, top four team in the East without LeBron James. You question that now? I definitely take that back now. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know what team I was watching in that fourth quarter. I mean, getting out scored 36-17, I mean, come on, it's the finals. Yeah. Like, you got, you, you're in the game, it's a close game. I mean, LeBron was putting on display, he was getting hot. Like going into that moment and then boom the cramps which killed them. 
maybe that killed the chemistry of their game plan, obviously. Um, but at the same time, you got to make adjustments. Eric Spolstra, make adjustments. Hey, <laughs> bench players, come out there. It's hot. Yeah. We need you guys. So well, what happened to the deep yeah, bench? Do it on like hockey intervals, like every two minutes or something, uh, you know. Or sorry, Kevin, 30 to 30 seconds to 60 seconds. Keep subbing guys out and keeping everybody fresh. Uh, yeah, I mean, and LeBron has had history of cramps. I mean, this isn't like the first time this has ever happened. It's not, it's not totally out of the ordinary that he would get cramps. It's somebody that is as physically gifted, he probably has negative percent body fat. You know, he does everything to his body to keep it at, you know, running it at the highest performance possible. Sometimes this stuff just happens. He was drinking too much of that Sprite 6. You ever tried it yet? No. What you is ever, that? You haven't tried it? It's the new LeBron Sprite. He oh, has stop his own it. Sprite. Nope. Nope. And his own Slurpee. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't try that. Ever. I won't download the app. I won't do anything. I love him, but I no way. I'm not. A, I'm not a 15 year old girl. So you stop cramping. I guess you know, like <laughs> too many Slurpees. That that's the reason for the cramp. I, I I knew it was something. I knew it was something. The biggest number that I saw that jumped out at me off the page: 30 assists on 40 made baskets baskets for San Antonio. That is something that only the most well oiled machines can do. The most balanced teams can do in a high-pressure situation like Game 1 of the Finals. That is not something that is normal. And that is not something that really can be stopped, which is really daunting for Miami. And that's the thing that, like, you can't... Playmakers are difficult to contain, especially if there are two of them. Remember I said yesterday, the Manu Ginobili will take a very big role as playing point guard number two when he's on the court. He had 11 dimes last night, 16 and 11. Tony Parker, 19 and 8. You can't stop that. You can't stop the two headed monster that are those two. You have to stop one, the other one will burn you. You know, they don't have enough good guard play to be able to stop them both. Ray Allen is obviously a a question mark on the defensive end. He always has been. But he's been so prolific on the offensive side of the ball, and he threw one down hard, Russell Westbrook style last night, that I hadn't seen since he got game. He. They have question marks on the defensive end from guard play. LeBron can't guard everybody. D Wade is hobbled. He's been hobbled forever, so it's 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 going to be a big time, you know, uh, talk big time topic in the war room before game two to see how they stop one or both of these guys without letting Tim Duncan go nuts. So they have a lot more questions than they have answers at this point. And last night, take away LeBron's injury, it was a close game, and San Antonio was doing what they needed to do. It was just, you know, Miami on raw talent alone was winning that game last night. Yeah. And you had LeBron. So, I mean, that in and of itself will give you an edge against most teams. So, I, I'm not exactly sure where Miami's going to go from here. Normally, I can watch a game and have kind of an idea of what needs to be done. Obviously, I'm not. Uh, I'm not the head coach. I, I don't know. I'm not telling these guys what to do. But normally, you can see some glaring issues. There are a lot of glaring issues coming taking away from last night's game for Miami. Yeah, but in a... And another standpoint, you know, they they can also go off of what they what they did after game one. Um, they were they created turnovers. Like I mean, Ginobili kind of really didn't dominate. I would say he had a good game, great game throughout the whole game, but his really performance didn't come until the fourth quarter with his display of passing the ball, creating shots, doing what Ginobili does. 
when LeBron starts to get out the game. And then the shooters started getting more open. You could tell the Heat would just dwelled after LeBron, like, left the court. So, they, you know, they could recamp and just think, okay, yo, we, we created, you know, 22 turnovers. This is what we do is Miami. They played Miami basketball. They had a good enough lead in the third quarter and when they went up, 9, 11 points several times. So they can, I guess you could say they can build up off off of that. Don't worry about their fourth quarter performance. They're going to bounce back. I'm not really worried about Miami performance. They're going to bounce back. They're, uh, I can see them taking game two in San Antonio. Like, I'm, I'll take that more than right now just San Antonio winning game two, even at home. Because LeBron, like, they're getting so much scrutiny right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they feed off that. They love it. They love when all the odds are against them. That's when they play their, be- their better basketball. So the ball's in their hands. If they go down 2-0 going back to Miami, that's scary for, for the Heat fans. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and because the format's back to 2-2-1-1-1, I think that it, it goes back to the old adage that the series doesn't start until the home team loses a game. With the 2-3-2 two, two format, what it used to be for the last, I don't know, 30 years, that it's hard to win three games in a row at home. So it's almost at more of a disadvantage than even having than not having home court advantage. So now, 2-2-1-1-1, two, two, one, 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 it allows for a little bit more flexibility. It yields the team a better chance of losing the first two on the road and coming back and winning two at home. It's always that third game that is the tough one to win if you win the first two at home with, with the old, with the old uh, uh, playoff setup for the finals. So we'll see what happens. 888-346-9144. On the other side, I'll ask, what if it was, Le- what if it was Dwayne Wade that had cramps? Would it be that big of a deal? Kwame Lester, Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey. We'll be right back. behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Listener Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Kwame at Kwame Lasseter. Download the Voice America radio app. Stream seamlessly so you can listen to us on the road. Uh, when you're stopped, of course, so you know you don't get into an accident. Don't text and drive. Uh, Demery Lachey, 
Alex Clancy in studio talking heavy Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs. Before the break, we were talking about the plus sides for Miami. Demery brought up that they did play Miami basketball, and the majority of you know this stretch run that San Antonio went on was after LeBron went out. Those seven and a half minutes were furious, though. So you can take this two ways. One, San Antonio has more momentum going into game two than they did, or potentially they shut the lights out for no reason towards the end of a game, and you might come out cold the next game. There's always it, It's one or the other that people determine the next game based upon because we're pretty much glorified weathermen, and we choose, <laughs> we choose what we think is going to happen in game two. I think it's the former. I think that this is something, seeing shots go in in big games, even if it's on the tail end with the best player on the planet on the bench, it can't help any more than, you know, just winning a game by 10 or 12 doing, doing the normal things. I think this is much more important. Danny Green had nothing all game. They kind of locked him down because they know that he's such a huge factor in big games at home. But he just went nuts, and, and that blew the game open. And Manu Ginobili, you never give him an opportunity to get in the open court, to facilitate, to do yeah. all the things that he loves to do, especially at his age. So I think that the, the last six or seven minutes of that game will prove to be extremely important for the San Antonio Spurs moving forward. That's just me. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, Ginobili, he's still trying to show how significant his role is towards the Spurs and, and in this series to make his mark. Because last year he had games where it was just like, you know, was, Ginobili didn't show up at all. It was pretty disappointing. So I think now he's trying to reverse his role, um, trying to be his regular character, be an important piece, and play Ginobili, you know, do what Ginobili does. And that's getting to the free throw line, making uh, opportunities better for his teammates, creating so many, so much hectic for the Heat and their defense. Because they have nothing, they have no down low presence down there. They didn't show up at all. So with Ginobili making his way towards the rim, I mean, dropping it off to Tim Duncan and kicking it out for Danny Green was – I mean, he made it look so easy, mm-hmm. and plus Miami players were moving so slow. It was like Ginobili could do whatever he wanted. He should have been doing it, honestly, throughout in the, more in the first half. But when you know, those opportunities came in, this, in the fourth quarter, he made them happen. Yeah, and he and went nuts. Different. He had his first three threes, first three three attempts um, in the first quarter. He had nine points before he even knew what his name was. So you know that if, <laughs> if Manu Ginobili's three-point shot is going, you have issues. Yeah, it's, defensive it's, end. It's, it's scary when he's when he's shooting good and also he's facilitating as well. It's, it's, it's a bad sign. Because you have to keep him honest. And he, they keep the defense honest. Him shooting, him making those threes is, adds a whole other set of issues uh, for the Miami defense. Chris Anderson only played 18 minutes last night. So you have zero low post presence. Zero. And this is why I always bring up Joel Anthony's name. I know he doesn't ma- mean anything in the grand scheme of things in the NBA now. But he was such a focal point down low, playing defense, blocking shots, that you got to think that Miami's already thinking about what big guys they're going to bring in next year that can actually play solid minutes and allow Chris Bosh to be the stretch four that he is and rebound and you know outlet the ball to, to the guards to, to get on the fast break. They need to get one, if not two, guys down low for next year. I mean, you look at Udonis Haslam's done. Uh, Greg Oden never started, and, and that's all they have. Chris Anderson is the only guy over seven feet that they have on the roster that actually is really on the roster. All right. Uh, Richard Lewis, 6'10", he plays like he's 6'2". Uh, he's actually he's kind of been a uh, a nice little gift because, I mean, after get, being the, 
highest paid player in the NBA four or five years ago with that ridiculous contract that he got. Uh, you know, people don't people forgot about him. You know, he went yeah. to Washington, never really did much, was hurt. Uh, when when Miami signed him for pennies on the dollar, he didn't do much during the whole year, and then in the playoffs he's kind of come on. But again, you need low post presence, and they don't have that. Boris Diaw getting ten boards a game, six dimes in game one. It's you, you can't touch that. Boris Diaw is a beast. Yeah, he is. I mean, he gained fifty pounds from from when he was in Phoenix, and he told completely changed his game. He became a center now as opposed to a point guard. I never seen a center just facilitate and control the game like the way that. Popovich puts Diaw in the presence like that. Him last night, like just boarding and throwing, like even he, he was kind of like creating so many hockey assists at that as well. Yeah. So it wasn't just a regular, you know, throw a pass. The guy makes a shot. It was creating more opportunities for other guys to get open. Like Diaw, he's a, he's a, he's a great asset for the Spurs and Miami. They have to find a way. Yeah. That like Rashad Lewis. It, 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 he's kind of in a bad position because they need him offensively as much as they do defensively. They need his defensive game, his presence. Hopefully he can pick it up by next game because it, it was it was a no-show. Yeah. Along with, I mean, you got, you got Anderson giving you 18 minutes off the bench and only producing three rebounds. That's disappointing. Yeah, that's, that's, I think disappointing is a good way to yeah. Disappointing is a good way to good way to put it. But, but you can't be disappointed if you don't expect much from him to begin with, and you don't. I, mean, I would expect more from Chris Anderson. He doesn't do Bird anything Man. special. He doesn't do. He blocks shots. He used to block shots. He's just kind of down there. He, I know he's an energy guy. He's more important at home than he is on the road. And traditionally, your energy guys are the ones that'll get you through the road games. But he's the guy that'll pump the crowd up at home. We don't really need to pump the crowd up. You know, the, the, the crowd's yeah. already ready to roll. The crowd's already ready to blow the roof off the building. <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't. There are going to be changes, and Miami's tweaked and tweaked and tweaked every offseason. Keeping Shane Battier was a huge was a huge thing. Getting rid of Mike Miller was a problem. I know he wanted to go back to Memphis. I know they let him go. But having as many shooters as you possibly can have, especially in this offense where people focus on LeBron and Dwayne Wade so much, you have those wide-open guys. You can't have too many shooters in this offense because obviously they don't have a low-post presence whatsoever unless LBJ goes down low. Yeah. So, again... In the grand scheme of Game 1, San Antonio played well. LeBron going out helped them a lot. I mean, that's pretty much the thesis of what happened yesterday. They played fine. Miami played well. But LeBron cramping up was the huge issue. Do you give LeBron a pass for this? For his cramping? I do, of course. He had past issues with it. When you cramp up, do you have cramps when you played football? Yeah. Okay. What, up a is, lot. what does it feel like? You can't walk. And, like, okay. honestly, when it's the same situation where where his was and his legs, yeah, you feel like you can't walk. Even when you get fluids going until you try to stand up, you feel that cramp happen again and again. It gets worse to the point you got to shut it down, which I understand. And my point is I don't necessarily think we should, you know, take this as a pass to him. No, you don't know you're about to play in 90-degree weather. Right. Nobody, especially indoor. Like, in basketball, you're playing indoors. You're, you have to have the A.C. going. You're running. You're you know, you're running up and down for 30, 40 plus minutes. Yeah, like you have to have it, but you never know. At the end of the day, you got to condition your body. You got to take care because just because you, you can only control what you can control. You just never know anything can happen. I mean, the Spurs, obviously, they didn't have no problem. No, yeah, no issues, and no nobody else in Miami issues. did. That's, well, no one else played as many minutes as LeBron. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty. And plus, all what LeBron does for the Heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just sums it up right there. Do but you either get cramps or you don't? 
Like, is that a thing? Like, people, some people get cramps. I mean, I wish Kwame was here. I'd ask him. I mean, I feel like everybody. I even cramped up in high school basketball. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not something. Hey, don't laugh at me. It's not a. It, it, if this was the first time he ever cramped up, it might be a little different. Yeah. But he's always done this, and obviously, there's something amiss because he is might be in the best shape out of anybody in the league. And just like he's a he's a physical specimen. Yeah, and I was I was about to go on with that. Usually, when you catch cramps, it's depending on your body mass. He has so much more weight with his height, with his size, that he has to condition and take care of his fluids. As as say I would, uh, like an offensive lineman or defensive end, like those guys have to take a certain amount of fluids because they have to control their body because you're, you're doing a speed rush. You're always using your speed, always in contact going, playing when they're playing outdoors in a hundred some degree weather, referring to defensive linemen and DNs, LeBron James is that size of a, of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Plus with his muscle mass, I'm pretty sure he's probably had like lower than 4% body fat a, around him. Like he, that guy's straight muscle. So with straight muscle, you got to produce yourself with the right fluids, not just water. You know, you got to have your Pedialytes, your Gatorade, your Powerade, this extra, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Electrolytes. electrolytes. Yeah, electrolytes. So, therefore, like, you have to you have to contain that with LeBron. Like, you have to do it. There should be no excuses, like, of cramping. Like, you're the, you know you're the go-to guy. You know you have to play as many minutes as ever. Like, you, you don't get no pass for that. You, you got to get yourself a shake. I mean, everyone's just like, you know, you cramp up, it was 90 degrees. No, you're an athlete. You're at the professional. This is the finals. Take care of your body. Take care of your body on the court and off the court. What if it would have been Dwayne Wade? It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a difference. You don't think so? Not at all. Like, I mean, well, and, and what I mean by that is, would it have been like an awe-sad moment, like your body's starting to fail you even more because he's had such major uh, body issues? And, I mean, he's, playing still, he's still playing over 30 minutes a game at a high level. You know, he had 20. What do you have, 19 last night? Um if it were him, I think it would have been a non-story. Dwayne Wade cramped up. Well, LeBron's still on the court, so it's fine. I yeah. think this is just because it's LeBron, it's it's magnified to the point of being unfair. And that's why I said I'll give him a pass because uh, most of the prognosticators are the ones that never played ball. You know, you have guys that if you've cramped up once, you know. Yeah. You I know what it's like. I understand it do- the cramp. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. What, uh, it just matters that it's on the biggest stage of – NBA basketball. And it also tells you about kind of like yourself. And you, like when you cramp up, especially in the moment of the game, you like, dang, I messed up. I didn't drink enough fluids. I like it's on you. So as as a competitor for Le, like for LeBron, I, I understand. Like as soon as he started cramping up, he, he knew he knew he let his team down. He knew the kind of impact that he had on the game. And then once that cramp is, because I've had games where I dominated the game in the wide receiver position. I'm killing the DB all game. Then boom, I feel a cramp fourth quarter in the leg. Like, oh shoot, I can't, I can't sit down. I can't, I can't go out because I know it's going to change the aspect of the game. So, well, LeBron, he he's going to. I know he's telling himself like kicking himself in the foot. Like we had him, we had this game one. That it was on me. Don't give me no, like I, he he doesn't get no pass for that. You gotta you gotta. Take care of your body, man. He comes back in the game. Iso blows by the defender, lays the ball in, and that was it. And then he cramped up even harder and had to get carried off the court. So how do you have that moment of clarity and then you go right back to cramping? That's the thing that people are going to look at. If you watch this game closely, you'll see that one moment deep in the fourth quarter where he came back in 
Yeah. And that was it. Well, that happens. You get a quick stretch. You feel him normally feeling good. Like, okay, I can work it out. And then he went Next hard you know, to the basket, boom. and then yeah. that was it. He had to get carried from, to get carried a hundred feet back back to the bench. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I'm surprised they even put him back in, honestly, with the conditions that they were under. It's pretty like the chances of that cramping up again. Was you rode happen. him all year. I mean, I mean, yeah. you gotta at this point, it, the team is bigger than he is. You know, winning the championship is more important than anybody's uh, well being at this point. It just seems that way. Cormier Lester Sports Talk eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We'll we'll preview game two. Sunday evening, I believe, uh, San Antonio hosting Miami for Game 2. Cormier Lester Sports Talk, we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back. Cormier Lester Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. What does Miami need to do to win game two? Stop beating themselves. Control the paint. Control Tim Duncan. How do they control the paint? I mean, that's easy to say. How, how, it's how easy are they gonna, to say. Uh, on the offensive end or defensive end? Pretty much both. Yeah? Offensively, they can control the paint by... Driving the basketball, um, opening lane opportunities. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a paint, but if you if you think about it, with drive opportunities and you know, Bosch is a stretch four or five. You got Chalmers on the wing. Um, Rashad Lewis is a stretch four or five. That opens up so many opportunities for the paint to be open with LeBron driving, creating fouls. Dwayne Wade, same aspect, and Mario Chalmers. Like, what happened to Mario Chalmers? He faded last night. Like I thought, he was, he, he has an important impact on this series, like he did last year. So with him driving, I, 
last year in what game six, he took over the game for a moment when LeBron went down, um, or when, before LeBron's head been issue, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mario Thomas, he was he was making his way towards the basket. That's the only way they can dominate in the paint offensively, defensively. Create get double teams. You you're gonna have to. Um, I don't think putting LeBron down there or Tim Duncan all night. That's not healthy because LeBron. I think he will foul out. Tim Duncan, he's, he's a smart man. He's the top five greatest power forward of all time, maybe top three, so or arguably top three. So, therefore, defensively, you got to throw double teams, throw a zone in. And that's what I was going to ask you next. Do you think it would benefit them to play a stretch zone with the amount of shooters that San Antonio has? I mean, you're going to have to go with it. Uh, because because of how inf- unflexible, non-flexible Tim Duncan and Tiago Splitter are with getting out to the corners, which is very important for a zone, especially a zone where you don't have to be within arm's length of a man at all times, which is the NBA rule. Right. Do you think that that would benefit them? Because Tony Parker can't shoot. We know that. He's a paint guy. And that would help them keeping Tony Parker out of the paint by playing zone. It'll give up potential... Uh, it's it's a, there's a weakness in defensive rebounding with the zone, and everybody knows that that's that's one of the Achilles' heels of playing a zone is that you can't box out man on man because you're playing a zone. But I mean, uh, Miami doesn't play, uh, rebound that well to begin with. So do you think that Danny Green and Manu Ginobili will just crush them if they play a zone? And Matt Bonner would come into point at that also if they played zone. They're just gonna have to create, um, create just create chaos once again. And once you get Danny Green dribbling the ball. Once you get opportunities with Kawhi Leonard putting his back towards the basket and him trying to drive the ball through three di- three different defenders, with the zone it, it can collapse. It can create uh, Miami's. They're they're a long team. They're gonna have to play play with their length. Uh, Mario Chalmers he he's a lengthy guy. Norris Cole is very quick, so they can create. I guess you could say double teams put. San Antonio has so many bad situations. Therefore, they got to create these turnovers even more. Maybe I mean, 22 is a good number. But the way that the 22 turnovers were was mostly on, I could say, like San Antonio. It was just a sloppy game, mm-hmm. honestly. It was a sloppy game that turned out good basketball for San Antonio at the end, scoring 32-17. I was scoring Miami 32-17 in the fourth quarter. So it turned sloppy into great basketball. Keep it sloppy for Miami defensively, and you'll have a chance. Yeah. Or a better chance defensively, especially with their paint presence. Uh, you got to even uh, Tiago Splitter had a decent game. He had 14 points last night. I think that's probably his career high in the finals <laughs> or in the playoffs. I've never seen that man score over eight points. Yeah, I mean it, it's traditionally like, their it, easy it, buckets. It's really that bad in Miami with their post defense or yeah. on their display last night at least. And I was completely wrong when I just said that I was try- I was talking like <laughs> Tim Duncan and Tiago Splitter were on the were on the Heat. That that's not right. Uh, Chris Anderson, if you look at who would play in a 2-3 zone down low, Chris Anderson would have to play 35 minutes. That's important. 35. Yeah. Oh. He, he could, I mean, well, he hasn't done anything all year, so if you need him, he'd be a great zone presence because you need a shot blocker in there. And with Char Lewis and Chris Bosh on, on the other two blocks, it doesn't matter who they're guarding. They just need to keep everybody out of the paint. And with Richard Lewis and Chris Bosh, they're a little bit more flexible, obviously because Tim Duncan and Tyrus Splitter don't play for the Heat. You can get out to the shooters a little bit more. And, I mean, it, it would have to be a swarming defense, a swarming club ball of just all athletes running around the court. Norris Cole, I mean, you, you can do whatever you need to do because you do have so many talented, physically talented guys on the heat that just kind of are all meshed together in one form of player. 
Yeah. You have a couple guards, you have one center, and you have everybody in the middle. So if, if you can tire out San Antonio by a swarming defense, then you got a chance with the zone. And, and you just said that. So, I mean, I think that that is definitely could benefit them in the long run in this series, especially on the road, to kind of get the tempo into where you want it to be. And what do you think they need to do on offense? Just attack, attack, attack? Yeah, they just need to keep attacking. Keep creating opportunities for their wing, for the three-point shooters to get open, to create um, passing lanes for them to get open shots, open looks. So they had open looks last night. Uh, most of the role players, you could say, of the Miami Heat, they just weren't knocking them down. And I don't know if it was to their condition, towards the heat of the gym, of the arena last night, but they they got to start knocking down those shots because LeBron James, he saved them in the third quarter. I mean, yeah. he took over the game. It was yeah. I, I was ready to see a, a, another mass another masterpiece last night from LeBron until the cramping issues came, obviously. But, uh, yeah, he, he saved them a lot. And also, Dwayne Wade, you cannot fade in the fourth quarter, in crunching time. Like, you're known for Mr. Crunch time. I don't know, I don't know where, where he was. Mario Thomas, he has to step up his game as well. He's shooting one for three, only getting up three shots. I mean, come on, man. I, I know you're a point guard, but at the same time, you got to get up more shots than three. Like, they need you. No, and I agree. And I so two things. One, I think Mario Chalmers needs to body up on Tony Parker. To, Mario Chalmers can be such a good defender when he wants to be. He can he can pick up a guy full court, body him up, not get foul. I mean, he gets more foul calls on him at, at the point guard position than many in the league. But he's very physical. He's got great hands. He's got great. I mean, he can he can body up Tony Parker on defense. That's number one. And and I want to see that for 35 minutes. I want to see him on the court, just body up Tony Parker, take him completely out of the game. Definitely. Miami, LeBron James needs to play point guard. This is this is what we've noticed over the year when the leading assist getter for Miami last night was five by Norris Cole. That can't happen. LeBron needs to facilitate. The, the thing that made Michael Jordan so great was he got everybody involved for the first half, saved his energy, and then took over in the second half. That's what he did in big games and games altogether. If LeBron can have 8.7 dimes in the first half, that would be so much more important to their team than him having 15-3. and Because it gets everybody involved, it keeps Fair the point. defense getting, guessing, it keeps the defense honest, and if that's the case, then you can exploit that. Miami is a way better team when LeBron's facilitating going 38-8. and Because when everyone else is on is when Miami's so dangerous. And that's why I was saying they have to knock down those shots. LeBron's going to create the opportunities. It's pretty sad when he has to go. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch. It's amazing to watch uh-huh. him go for thirty plus, forty plus points, right. which he was on he was on track for last night. But at the same time, that puts Miami in such a predicament and more of a like a, more of a challenge on the role players because now when they, he does need them, they have to knock down those shots when he's going for his forty plus games on his way to his forty a point displays those players put so much pressure on them yeah and it, it's also out of the flow of the offense because you have one guy shooting all the time everybody else it's like it's like when a left fielder hasn't got a ball all day and they're not ready for it when it comes out there i mean it's you need to be in the flow of the game at all times and with him facilitating that lends more kindly to having everybody involved obviously so yeah you're right i mean it him putting up 40 is a last is a it, the last resort, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't score over 25 points, they can still win every game. He just needs to do everything else better. You know, which is very unfair um, that we say that about him because he's just, I mean, he can do everything 
And with great power comes great responsibility. I guess, was that Super- Batman, Superman? Yeah. I don't know, it was somebody. Um, something, it was, so, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. From the, from the producer. Uh, nerd alert. So, I mean, what, what you need to do is, yeah, facilitate, if I were LeBron. And make that happen. That'll keep Dwayne Wade fresh. And when Miami wins games, they keep Dwayne Wade uh, in in the offense very early. They get him five or six shots in the first quarter. Because if he hits three or four, he's getting the flow of the game. Yeah. If you can get 20 solid points from, from Dwayne Wade throughout the course of the game and not just in one bulk, it keeps the defense honest once again. You know, And that'll open up shots for Ray Allen, even though it shouldn't. It'll open up layups for Chris Bosh, which he needs to get going. Because these playoffs, he hasn't played well. Rashard Lewis, if he sees one go in, look out. All right. But it needs to be through the flow of the offense. It can't be pass, pass, pass around the perimeter and jack it with somebody in your face. All right. And that's what Rashard Lewis is the worst, best shooter of all time. He's, <laughs> he's, he shoots 43% from the field. You know, but if, but if he's in rhythm, you saw what happened in the playoff game. He had six threes. You know, and that catapulted them to the finals. Yeah. So you need, as LeBron, again, run the point, get everybody out of the way, and that'll open up a lot more opportunities for everybody else on the court, not named LeBron or Dwayne Wade. So that, I mean, personally, those two things, Royal Chalmers is going to be crucial on the defensive side of the basketball. Because if you, t- if you cut the head off the snake on the offense, which is Tony Parker, you have a chance. Definitely. you got to pick your game up as well. I mean, you're going to have pe- people go down, teammates going to get in foul trouble. Chalmers, he's, he's, experienced, he's experienced enough. He's a veteran now. So, like it's the it's the finals. You got to step up your game. You got to come up. And he to, has to that in next big level. games and in he the has. past. Yeah, which I, which I was very surprised that he really just faded in and went, like into the West in the win. Like it was disappointing. And along with Dwayne Wade, I mean, I know he has his issues, but at the same time, I've seen that man dominate a game, take over the game, win. LeBron is uh, with like you said his cramping issues before. I've seen Dwayne Wade take over the whole game in the end. Be the closer that you are. Chris Bosh, step up your game. I know you don't want to go down the post. You don't have to. Knock down your shots. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that at some point he's oh, he, yeah, he's, he's got to be held to accountable. Yeah, he's going to have to. And, oh, I mean, it might not be in a Miami Heat uniform, even though we said he's going to stay there. Because, like, everybody, ah. needs to, everybody needs to sculpt their game, change their game. LeBron's doing it every second. Chris Bosh has been the same player since he came in the league, which is kind of selfish, in my opinion. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. But tomorrow or Sunday night, we're going to see a lot of what Miami Heat are made of. We're going to see all the cards. We're going to see what LeBron is going to do because the last thing you want to be on the other side of is an embarrassed LeBron the night before. Because he he instills dominance. He shows who he is, what, it, what a team leader he is when, it, when they're at odds the game before. You never want to see him in a Game 2 situation like you're going to see Sunday night if you're San Antonio. So they need to figure out something. Kawhi Leonard did a great job. You can only do so much. Yeah. You know, and he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, it's going to get better. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James are going to be foes for many years to come. Like, I see this kid. He's 22, what, 23? 20, yeah, 22, 23. I mean, he's, he's a baby. And, and he's jumped leaps and bounds from when he came into the league. And he's going to have to do more. He, and, and it's not fair to ask. He's going to have to do more. So one of those two sides are going to fall. And I think whoever it is, if it's LeBron James not performing the way he should, or if it's Kawhi Leonard not playing defense the way we, they need him to, that's going to be the losing team who doesn't step up to the plate in that one-on-one matchup. 
And it's crazy to talk about a full series with regard to two people. But, I mean, I really think that that's where this whole thing starts. Everything that we've talked about, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard is where it ends. Kwame Lester Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. On the other side, final segment, we'll talk John Calipari. Got Buku money from Kentucky. Does he deserve it? We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. I want a new producer. <laughs> Welcome back. Kwame Lasso, Sports Talk. Love you, Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. John Calipari, $52.5 million, seven-year. Did he deserve it? One word, yes or no? Money, money, money. That's too many words. Of course he does. He deserves it. Okay. Of course. Um, By far. Ten first-round draft picks since 2010 coming out of Kentucky. Hello. Okay. That's a lot. And that's taking away the Harrison Twins coming back this year. So that would have been... Oh, well, I mean, that's going to jump w- with regards to this year's draft as well because you're going to get at least two with Julius Randle and the left uh, and the... Uh, James oh my Young. God. I'm sorry? James Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah lost the name. Uh, Harrison Brothers. So that would have been 14 in four years. That's out of control. Uh, yes, he's had the best recruiting classes in the nation. Yes, he's won a championship with the Unibrow himself. Yes, he had the number one, number two overall picks on his team one year with uh, Michael K. Gilchrist and Anthony Davis. He's get, he gets scrutinized, scrutinized, but he makes it work. Three out of four Final Fours, I believe. 
three out of three in the last four years. Um, so you're agreeing with me, basically. I, I haven't so basically decided yet. I haven't decided me. yet. I'm, I'm kind of crunching the numbers on the fly here. Let's, let's look at the facts. He's producing multi-millionaires. Is that what college basketball is about? Double figure. I mean, and, and going to the NCAA Final Fours, nobody's getting in trouble. There's been no incidents, as I've heard. None, none has you know hit hit the media reference. So therefore, he's doing everything he can. He's opening back up college basketball. Honestly, he's keeping a lot of interest. Everyone likes to see these young freshman teams play. They like to see these high school Americans come together, and you know it's exciting basketball. Is it fair? No, but. You you're gonna sit back and watch Kentucky. Is basketball. he putting out a product to the NBA that can succeed? Anthony Davis is the outlier at this point. Who else? Marcus Teague. Where is he? Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He's he's playing 36 minutes a game, averaging two points and six rebounds. No, come on. If he wasn't he's doing better than that. If he wasn't with Charlotte, he wouldn't he wouldn't start. Stall that man out. Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd Gilchrist would start anywhere else. I'd, stop it. Not every not every team. He'll start in LA. He'll start for the Lakers. <laughs> stop it. He should <laughs> start for the Lakers. Just start for the Pacers in the three spot. Oh, come on. Yeah. Paul George sucks. Um <laughs> so Calipari so that's fine. I mean, yet does he deserve it? probably. I mean, in, in one word, because of what he's done, how he's cultivated Kentucky basketball. Uh there was some dead time between Tubby Smith and him. Uh but it's never gonna be good enough in Kentucky. It just won't. If you win every year, you're still going to be scrutinized every every loss that you get, and Definitely. yes, and and he's a politician. He can he, he can work with that. He just says, "Oh, my poor guys, they're so young. My poor guys, they're so young. Watch what we can do in the tournament." It's just like it takes <laughs> yeah. it takes the full regular season for them to gel, which I don't think is real basketball. Like this is not something that are teaching guys how to be ready for the NBA, how to be ready for life. I mean, I, and 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 I won't take that away from him yet. You can teach a, a kid a lot in a year about life skills and everything in that regard. You can't. And, and he's, yeah, you're right. No, no off-the-court off issues. And I, re- I really think that he looks deep into these kids' past to see if there are any issues. You know, you can have the most talented team, but if there are a bunch of, you know, a, a bunch of bad kids that off-the-court have issues, yeah. then, then, why would you, then why would you sign them? And, and, and he, he signs up for that. He Every had issues year. at UMass with sanctions after he left. He had questions about his issues in Memphis when he was there. So the paper trail always follows you. So obviously nothing, he hasn't done anything wrong in Kentucky. Otherwise, he would have been gone. If he's like, if there's some heat coming, go to the NBA. So it obviously won't affect you. You might have to vacate some wins. Who cares? You know, does that really matter in the long run? You still got paid and you got out. So I think that everything is status quo. Everything is copacetic in, K- in Kentucky. So we stayed. And he's got his two boys coming back with the Harrison brothers. Uh, so he already, he already has a nucleus. He's not used to this. He's not used to having guys for more than one year. Oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting this year. I mean, he, he probably hasn't seen the team with this much experience probably since his Memphis days. And also the big man, Willie Collistein. He's going to be making multi-millions in about a couple of years. But he's returning as well. So, therefore, like you got like what his contract extension is – is is well deserved because now it's the likelihood of guys, you know, they wanting to stay at Kentucky. I thought I thought I'll never see a day. I thought all freshmen that came into Kentucky are gonna stay a year. If you play, if you started, you know, play your time and get out the next year. 
It, they even had uh, what's that? The lead kid. Um, he was a big man off the bench. He barely played to tournament time. Then they threw his name up in the lottery talks. He's coming back as well. See, that's the scary thing about for college basketball is having these guys, these crazy freshmen, come back and play another oh, year. Definitely. Yeah. So, do you think that with these guys coming back another year? Do you think that that might pave the way for the future? Or do you think that this is kind of a premonition that it'll go back to one-and-done freshman talk after this? Well, I think he's going to – it's all going to come back to the one-and-done um, at the end of the day because so many guys – so many. this is not going to happen every year, every two years, every three years for Kentucky and Coach Calipari, I, and he even knows that. But to get a year or two, I think with him taking this risk like, yo – I'm gonna I'm gonna have a year or maybe maybe every two years that I'm gonna have a few of these All Americans. They're gonna stay. I know one guy is gonna stay for two years. Like so, he's taking that risk of you know I I'm, I'm gonna keep coming with the All Americans to Kentucky, but at the same time, some of these guys are gonna stay for maybe every two years. I'm, I'm taking that risk. I'm taking that chance, and I also tip my hat off to his coaching. You know what I mean? You know how much ego. Eagles is out there during that practice. That first practice you taking eighteen year olds, some of them got seventeen, seventeen, eighteen year olds, bringing them all together for a first practice, first workout. Nobody's gonna want to pass the ball. Everybody wants gonna want to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. Like Calipari's leadership and mindset of his of his coaching standpoint is backed up with his recruiting. Goes along with the way he recruits, the way he brings in his talent. Do you think so, the recruiting will be different? When, if and or when Adam Silver makes it a two-year and not a one-year in college before you go to the NBA, do you think he'll be as popular? Or do you think people will stay home knowing that they have to stay for two years? No, I think he, he will still have, he will still be the same um, Mecca, the, same success. the Alabama yeah, of yeah. college basketball? I wouldn't say the Alabama because I think more guys will feed into like the Syracuse, the Duke, the uh, Kansas. Um, There's more I wouldn't, options. I wouldn't say, yeah, there's it, more options. It was Silverman. Um, if he institute this law or this new ruling that he's thinking about, it would definitely benefit to other programs. But as a, the way it is now, like Calipari just dominated it. He's he he did what he, he well, he did what he can do, and he's gonna exceed it even more until those rules even change. I mean, because there's a lot of college coaches that bring in all Americans for first year, like a Indiana, like a IU, Tom Crean. He he recruits great talent. <coughs> Overrated, but <laughs> exactly he. He can't coach a lick. He can't coach <laughs> egos. He, he like he's he he deals terrible egos. Like those guys come in and transfer or they get kicked out. He can't you know they can't handle the environment. Calipari he set up a way his system works. Like he, I I tip my hat off to him. Like and he's he's going to the Final Fours, the Elite Eights, national championships. But he is the the Nick Saban of college basketball as of right now. Just yeah, because definitely. and what I mean by that is. He gets questioned more than anybody. And Nick Saban is outlandish. He, he, he's not afraid to tell you what's on his mind. You know, like you have Les Miles, who's more like Coach K, who's just like, you know, he's, he's a military guy. He doesn't say a lot. He doesn't, really, he doesn't really bring anything out into the open. He doesn't go on tour to promote his book, you know, on Today in L.A. and, and, all, and all these things that Calipari did. So we'll see what happens in the future. Seven-year, $52.5 million deal. We'll see if he's worth it. we got to get out of here. Demery Lachey, Alex Clancy in studio. Alec, at Clancy's Corner for me. Demery will have a Twitter by Monday morning or he's not going to be on the show. What you do you think it, about that? You heard it here, yeah. folks. Um, San Antonio goes up 2-0 Sunday night. My prediction. We'll see you guys Monday. Thanks.
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.